Let's take a quick break and hear from today's show sponsor. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach can be a slow and brutal process. And in many scenarios, it's just wasting the time of both the buyer and the seller, especially when business owners who are trying to find qualified buyers are using inaccurate and outdated data. But it doesn't have to be this way. With LinkedIn Sales Navigator, your organization can overcome these challenges by leveraging this amazing technology and platform that translates comprehensive, high quality buyer data into real-time insights and sales. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to much better outcomes like building a bigger pipeline with real customers, leading to higher win rates and conversions, and of course, larger deals and paydays all around. We call this Deep Sales, and LinkedIn has built the first Deep Sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Right now, our Millionaire Mindcast family has an amazing opportunity to try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com forward slash mindcast. That's linkedin.com forward slash mindcast for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com forward slash mindcast and get started. This is a really great season. I'm calling it the season of seller finance. When you've got the cost of money where it's at today, rates where they're at today, you've got the somewhat of the volatility and the restrictiveness in the lending markets and the debt markets right now. I think you're going to see certain owners and certain sellers that either are in a financial bind that are willing to play ball with you and get creative, or you're going to see people that ultimately just want to get out, that are looking to cycle out of their assets. What's going on, guys? Welcome into today's episode of Money Moves. As always, your host, Maddie A. Today, flying solo, y'all. I know. I know y'all love hearing Mr. Breedwell talk his ish and give you all the lowdown on the financial markets. So I'm going to do my best to carry the load today for the both of us. I got a great show for you guys. He is out having fun in the wine country of France right now. So I'm a little jealous, but don't worry. We're going to cover all things stocks, real estate, investing, and personal finance to help you on your march to that million and beyond. We got a great episode for you guys today, of course, covering what's been going on with First Republic Bank, the second largest U.S. bank to ever collapse. Is this time to panic? We'll give you your thoughts on that. Has the market officially shifted? Got some updates on inventory as well as pending home sales. What the Fed has projected and at least shared in terms of their analysts and experts on what we can expect at the next Federal Open Markets Committee meeting and whether or not they're going to be raising and or pausing rates. And we're going to dig in a little bit on is home ownership getting out of reach? There is one age demographic, a very large one, that has a different outlook on home ownership and how does this tie into the economy. Of course, some commercial real estate updates, keeping you guys up to date on what is going on with the looming crisis there and some of the distress that is mounting. And of course, the never-ending discussion around, are we going into a recession? 
Got some great topics that we will cover here today. Going to keep today's episode as lean and short and sweet for you guys as possible and get back to our regular scheduled programming next week. But if you're new to the show, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss another episode. If you enjoy the show, all we ask is that you take 60 seconds and leave a review on iTunes or whatever platform you enjoy listening to this content on. Again, don't forget to take advantage of your free financial portfolio review, your x-ray by Ryan and his amazing team by texting the word x-ray to 844-447-1555. That'll get you connected to Ryan and his crew and they will go through your entire investment portfolio with a fine-tooth comb, most importantly, to make sure you're not getting overfeed. And two, that your portfolio, your allocations, your investment are doing what you intend for them to do. And they'll also build out their own plan to show you how those two compare apples to apples. If you are an accredited investor and you want to get on my deals list and you are not, be sure to text the word deals to 844-447-1555 where I put out offerings and investment news to my accredited investor network. We have a few slots left in the Green Coffee Company closing out a very large raise there. And those guys are absolutely crushing it out in Columbia. That is the current offering we have available if you want to take a look at that deck, as well as some other ones coming up here in the very near future. You can text the word DEALS to 844-447-1555. And of course, don't forget to head over to MillionaireMindcast.com to check out all the links, all the resources, everything that we share in the show on all episodes over on the website. And the store is up to date. We got planners, big and small, back in stock for you guys and all kinds of other great products, checklists, net worth trackers, financial tools, and flip calculators, all available at millionermindcast.com. So big news over the weekend is First Republic Bank, the second largest U.S. bank to ever collapse, largest bank failure since 2008, surpassing what we just experienced with Silicon Valley Bank. And the question is, is this time to panic? Now, if you recall a couple weeks ago, and of course, I think many of you who have been listening consistently to the narrative, Ryan and I have ultimately noted that we don't believe that this is the beginning of some larger crises in our financial system. This particularly on these banks, more so aligned with some mismanagement on these specific regional banks. And ultimately, Warren Buffett came out and said, and if you follow me on social media, I made a little video around this, and we talked about the data around this a couple weeks back, that there have been, on average, 50 bank failures every single year since 2010. Now, of course, these are larger. That being said, according to Jamie Diamond, who just bought J.P. Morgan Chase, just bought... First Republic has said that this is not 2008. There may be another, you know, or a few smaller bank failures, but this pretty much, this one specifically resolves them all. And this part of the crisis is over. Now, of course, this could lead to some potential hardship and some shuffling that goes on in financial institutions and that banking world as a whole, but even the Fed has also noted that 
the overall banking system is strong. This shouldn't be the cause of contagion. And that ultimately, you know, regional banks are still going to have a place, but many could potentially see some consolidation and or some turbulence over the course of the next few years. Shifting over to the real estate market, inventory has officially continued to rise two weeks in a row. Altos reports that active single-family inventory was up 2% week over week. It appears inventory has finally bottomed out seasonally. This is the highest inventory level since the week ending February 24th. Again, we are still at historical lows pre-pandemic. We're seeing the real estate market slow a little bit. Rents are beginning to are continuing to soften. The National Association of Realtors just released a report on Thursday with its pending home sales index, which is based on signed contracts. That fell 5.2% last month in March to 78.9, which is the lowest since December. Economists polled by Reuters had forecasted that pending sales would have increased 0.5% in March but the report declined. The report reported decline was larger than even the most pessimistic estimate in the survey. So it does look like we're starting to see a little bit of a shift in the real estate market. But again, demand is still strong. But we shall see what happens with the Federal Open Market Committee deciding on what they're going to do with rates. It is projected that we will see potentially another 25 bit increase in rates. Most analysts expect them to raise rates 25 basis points and then hint at a pause in June to see how things play out, how inflation catches up and what data trickles in. Although it is possible that, you know, the FOMC will not increase rates at the meeting this week. I've even heard some potential trickles of a 20 basis point hike, which is not common based on the historical trends and theme for how they incrementally like to increase or decrease rates. However, there hasn't been any leaks of a possible pause at this meeting. So likely 25 basis points is what we're going to see. A lot of people are wondering, is homeownership getting out of reach? Well, for a certain demographic it is, and it's also being looked at a lot differently. About 67% of millennials who want to own a home at some point in their lives have no money saved for a down payment, and 18% have less than 10000 This is a report per Bloomberg. What we're also seeing is the demand and desire for home ownership has significantly dropped in the last few years. Nearly one in four millennials plan to rent forever. This is up from one in seven just three years earlier. And we are overall seeing fewer and fewer millennials and Gen Z see the American dream as something that ultimately is a place where they want to allocate their funds, their energy, and to settle down in. Many of them like a much more nomadic lifestyle, a much more flexible, and ultimately a less anchored lifestyle when it comes to committing to 
their home ownership and living preferences. As of March, the share of adults that are feeling stretched too thin fell from 62% down to 60% by living paycheck to paycheck. This is according to a new Lending Club report. So we're still seeing many consumers, while they have scaled back or picked up a side job to help make ends meet in the face of higher prices and inflation, we are also seeing one particular group, that being millennials, that are still struggling in a very big way when it comes to living paycheck to paycheck and getting ahead, which ultimately ties back into their desire to commit and or be able to commit funds and investments towards home ownership in an area that they ultimately don't see as much value as they once did historically. We see that nearly three quarters or 73% of adults ages 27 to 42 are living paycheck to paycheck, Lending Club found, and with many of them seeing home ownership as more of a burden versus an opportunity and investment. It's going to be very interesting to see how that trend continues and ultimately with larger institutions like BlackRock and larger REITs consistently looking for ways to scoop up inventory and assets that we may once be headed towards a renter's nation. I'm curious on your guys' take on that. Let us know at 844-447-1555. As of May 1st, we saw Biden's new mortgage fees go into effect. Today on May 1st, a new mortgage structure is now in place with those who have a 620 FICO score will have a 1.75% fee. 740 FICO score will have a 1% fee. Commercial real estate continues to see big challenges mounting, especially in the office sector with many buildings going up for sale at massively discounted prices. And many individuals believe that this is just the beginning. We are seeing some predict that more than 20% of commercial properties in the office sector may not make it all together and will be very interesting to see that when banks take those back onto their books, how they redistribute those. You got places like Mitsubishi to sell office building at expected 80% discount. You've got the Wells Fargo building likely to sell their office tower at a discount. We're starting to see more and more of these large institutional players look to get out of their assets that are ultimately sitting vacant right now. U.S. GDP rose at 1.1% pace in the first quarter as signs build that the economy is slowing, and it'll be very interesting to see how this all ties into the conversation and topics around a recession. The Federal Reserve economists are predicting that there will be a mild recession later this year with a recovery over the subsequent two years. Rate hikes should definitely cause some volatility in the stock market and overall consumer confidence. But according to Mr. Breedwell, he's sticking to his guns. There will be no recession. The yield curve is no longer, in his opinion, a reliable source as a recession indicator. We're going to get more discussions in depth around this next week when we can 
dive into this because obviously this is his area of expertise. But when it comes to the commercial real estate sector, to the single family real estate sector, I do believe that we are in for a winter here in commercial real estate, obviously with office being one of the larger areas and sectors of commercial real estate that are showing mounting distress right now. Other commercial sectors are actually holding pretty strong and showing that they are in good shape. Vacancy rates in warehouse and industrial space nationally are low. And this is according to a recent data set coming out from Cushman and Wakefield. The national retail vacancy rates, despite the migration of shoppers to online shopping, while it was showing some distress, it's still data showing that it's holding relatively strong at only 5.7% on vacancy rates. And surprisingly, and to my um, delight, Hotels are garnering record revenue per available room on RevPAR as both occupancy and prices surged post-COVID. This is according to research firm STR that ultimately shows all of the data in terms of occupancy, ADR, average daily rate, and RevPAR for hotels all around the country. Many of those that are being weighted down are in the, and where I'm seeing at least, a lot more opportunities come across my plate in terms of distress, in terms of sellers trying to get certain assets off their books on the hospitality and hotel side of things is these heavily driven business markets that obviously we've seen many of those markets slow down significantly. But looking in the leisure markets, I'll just give you guys an example of what I'm very familiar with in Lake Tahoe. When people aren't traveling, you know, all the way over to Hawaii or all the way over to Europe and spending significant amounts of money due to inflation in, you know, these markets, but they still want to have fun. They still need leisure. They still need to unwind and have fun with their families. They're going to these leisure drivable markets that have strong economies around them. And we have many of those types of leisure markets scattered throughout the U.S. Lake Tahoe is a perfect example, and we've seen our ADR significantly up, over 30% in the last 24 months in certain areas um, all around the country as well, experiencing those same types of increases. So certain assets are actually holding very strong and doing really well. However, with, of course, some of the banking crisis, with the quantitative tightening, and some of the you know areas that we're seeing some distress in the financial world, we're seeing a lot more discernment when it comes to certain banks, certain products, and certain opportunities being much more conservative uh, when it comes to lending. Debt markets, based on what you know the type of opportunity is, is very conservative based on a lot of the lenders that I've been talking with in multifamily and hotel. If you're a developer right now, very challenging market still with a lot of areas still flushing through you know, this data and trying to see how it all trickles down the tree and specifically development being a tough one, but they're also being some great opportunities that are starting to, if you're a buyer, come through the pipeline. And I believe that that is going to be accelerated and much more frequent as we close out the end of the year. Are we going to see rate cuts towards the end of the year? 
I'm optimistic that we will. I think obviously, depending on how these next few months in Q2 and really the beginning of Q3 shake out and what data really starts to come back in will really dictate whether or not we're going to see rate cuts. I think Mr. Breedwell is in the camp that we will. I'm still probably 50-50 on whether we'll see that in Q4 or really more so towards the beginning of Q1 in 2024. That being said, I'm already seeing great opportunities start to come out. I'm looking at a really nice commercial investment deal on a medical plaza near another medical plaza that I own in a market in Kansas. Um, And that's a deal that I wouldn't have been able to buy if I had to go and get traditional financing. What I was able to negotiate was a seller carry after me putting down a certain amount of money, the seller carrying the rest, getting a really good rate on that and making the deal still be able to pencil because the seller was willing to play ball and get creative on the financing side. And I think this is a really great season. I'm calling it the season of seller finance. When you've got the cost of money where it's at today, rates where they're at today, you've got you know the somewhat of the volatility and the restrictiveness in the lending markets and the debt markets right now, I think you're going to see certain owners and certain sellers that either are in a financial bind that are willing to play ball with you and get creative, or you're going to see people that ultimately just want to get out. Are you interested in boosting your income by an extra $50,000 this year? If so, you're going to love what I've got in store for you. I am beyond excited to officially announce an incredible opportunity to join me in my exclusive mastermind, which will include myself and 25 other hand-selected investors who are actively pursuing commercial real estate in 2024 and want to be held accountable to making sure they buy their first or their next commercial real estate investment property that will net them a minimum of $50,000 a year. This mastermind group will not only teach you how to do that, how to find, how to analyze, how to structure and buy these types of commercial real estate investment properties, but you'll also have an opportunity to be a part of an intimate group of high achievers that are going to take your network and your resources to a whole nother level. But here's the catch. Like I mentioned before, this is exclusive. We're only selecting 25 ambitious individuals for our founding members group who are serious and ready to take that next step in their commercial real estate investing journey. So if you are ready to increase your passive income by at least $50,000 in the next year with commercial real estate investing, then this is your moment. These spaces are gonna fill up fast. And trust me, this is the one and only time to be a founding member, which comes with some pretty special benefits. So head over to myfirst50k.com and submit your application now. Again, that's my first. 50k.com. You can head over there, check out the program, see everything that it entails, submit your application to join, and I can't wait to connect with you soon. That are looking to cycle out of their assets and are willing to get creative and play ball with you. That if you had to go to the traditional debt markets and route, it wouldn't pencil and make financial sense on an analysis perspective. But when you got sellers that are willing to get a little bit creative with you and help weather the storm, everybody collectively coming together with some brain power on how to find a win-win, I'm seeing more and more sellers come to the table and be willing to get creative in areas that they weren't before. And so I think that's something that 
you can really lean into and what I would expect and encourage people to have more conversations around, whether you're talking to a broker, talking to a seller, thinking of ways and encouraging sellers to get creative with you on finding a win-win when it comes to seller financing. And I think this is going to be a season that we'll see those types of opportunities be a lot more frequent than we've seen in recent years. Because when you had rates as low as they were, right, there was no need. And oftentimes, a seller wasn't able to compete, you know, with some of the debt that was out there and have it make sense for everybody. Whereas in these types of markets, it's a great way to maybe bridge some of that turbulence in the short term while things settle out, figure out a way to get through some of these tougher times while obviously making it a win-win and acquiring some assets and bringing them onto your balance sheet with creative ways that you wouldn't have been able to get that asset otherwise. I created a couple of cool YouTube videos that I'll be posting on my YouTube channel, one specifically on seller financing and just breaking all of that down for many people that maybe don't fully understand seller financing and how it can be leveraged, whether it's in the single family world, whether it's in commercial real estate, even in really any asset that you want to buy where you got a seller willing to play ball and some of the levers to pull, the pillars to focus on and to negotiate around and how to create some of those win-wins, whether it's buying a business or whatever it may be. Um, So you can check those out on the YouTube channel. But I do believe that there's going to be some really great seller finance opportunities. And I'm already seeing those right now. And I broke one of those down that I'm just buying right now uh, using seller finance and how I was able to make it a win-win. And I think those types of conversations and negotiations are going to be much more frequent and also more, um, they're going to make a lot more sense for all parties uh, because of the climate that we're in economically and in the financial side of the world. We are definitely starting to see a few more bankruptcies, a few more layoffs. Are these items of concern? My opinion is this is one of those times in the economic cycle that this is just a part of the process. This is how things get flushed out. Unfortunately, those are individuals, organizations, groups that are becoming an unfortunate statistic. Chapter 11 filings numbered 548, which is up 79% from March of 2022. This is the highest since 2018, according to Epic Bankruptcy. I think obviously with regional banks consolidating, going under, having a lot more pressure on them, local banks more consolidating under the big institutional banks, those are going to be where we start to maybe see a little bit more challenges for small businesses getting access to some of the capital that they need. But again, I believe that this is the evolution of the financial cycle And when you're paying attention to the data, there's a lot of good things happening right now as well. And ultimately, oftentimes, pain leads to great opportunity. Distress leads to great upside. And we think that when we read a lot of the mainstream headlines and things being very, very negative, we forget to think about a lot of the positive that is birthed out of dark times. In darkness and the duality of life, there is always light that comes from it as well. You got to find where those pockets of light are and really lean in and spotlight those and see where those opportunities are and how they tie into your specific financial path and journey going forward. Last comment to wrap up today is looking at chat GPT. 
I was having a conversation with my wife uh, the other day. And my wife is not very techie. She doesn't pay attention to AI. And I was telling her about ChatGPT. And I got on my phone, how I've got ChatGPT all rigged up. And, you know, I probably use, I used Google for everything previously. Now, I probably use ChatGPT for about 80% of what I do on a daily basis when it comes to searching and, you know, creation and a lot of the really utility that ChatGPT offers and maybe 20% for certain things in Google. And I probably expect that that will continue to maybe go 90-10 here as ChatGPT continues to evolve and grow. Obviously, regulation is going to be something very interesting to see how that comes in and either um, works with or against ChatGPT and AI in general. That being said, I think there are going to be some major, major opportunities for using ChatGPT in your business, ChatGPT in your finances. And when I can take someone like my wife and show her the value in this tool and this platform and how it can be used in her everyday life in a way that, you know, for someone who's not super tech savvy, not early adapter, not looking at the ways of how to use this creatively, because most people got onto Google just by a way of necessity. And, you know, by default, as it got bigger and bigger and bigger, this is another one of those platforms. And we're seeing already ChatGPT be used in extremely creative ways. It's already passing the bar exam. It's already passing medical exams. And we're already starting to see now ChatGPT get worked into the financial world. And I'm very interested to see how this ties in and serves one, of course, you know, big money is looking at how can it serve Wall Street, but how this can also serve individuals like you and I on Main Street. ChatGPT is already showing successful predictions and market returns. The first wave of academic research utilizing ChatGPT in the realm of finance has emerged, and early results indicate that the excitement around this technology is indeed warranted. Recently published peer, uh, papers explored the application of the AI chatbot in market-related tasks, such as interpreting news and evaluating the impact of headlines on stock performance. In these experiments, ChatGPT demonstrated exceptional performance, suggesting a significant advancement in leveraging technology to transform vast amounts of textual data from news articles into valuable trading insights. And we're going to see more and more of this evolve very rapidly. So we're definitely going to be keeping an eye on that and keeping you guys updated on how AI, I think this is a new sector, and I'm curious what your guys' thoughts are. This is a new section sector of the show that I want to dig in and see how ChatGPT can arm and equip you to be that much sharper, that much more prepared, that much more literate when it comes to your financial goals, your financial future, and a lot of the tools that are rapidly rolling out in this world to help you become that much better to not only, one, take advantage of opportunities to, to protect yourself on downsides, knowing that this type of technology within seconds can make you that much more armed and dangerous when it comes to your financial future. So with that being said, that's all I got for you guys today. 
It's not as exciting. There's not as much shit talking. There's maybe not as much uh, polarity when it comes to not having Mr. Breedwell on the show. And that's why we all love him, keeping it real 100% of the time. But you know, we will consistently keep bringing you guys the news, the updates, and all the information to help you on your financial freedom journey to a million and beyond. With that being said, I appreciate you guys. Don't forget to check out all the things that we got over at the website, millionamindcast.com. Take advantage of your free financial x-ray or get on my credit investor deals list by texting the word x-ray for the financial portfolio review or the word deals to get on my credit investor list to 844-447-1555. Until next episode, keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your March to a million and beyond. Cheers, my friends. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of Money Moves. Be sure to tune in next week for more news and updates. And if you got some value from today's show, all we ask is that you take two minutes and leave a review in iTunes, where by doing so, you're going to get entered into win a $100 gift card. Also, don't forget to take advantage of Ryan's free financial x-ray on your investment portfolio. And to do so, all you have to do is text the word x-ray to 844-447-1555. What we have found by offering this out is most people have no idea what they're being charged from a fee perspective, or really, in most cases, overcharged, and whether or not their current investment and financial plan is actually aligned with what they're trying to accomplish. And this is something that Ryan and his amazing team do for all of our listeners for free. So be sure to take them up on that. Again, that's x-ray, one word, 844-447-1555. Also, if you're an accredited investor and you're not on my deals list, be sure to text the word DEALS to 844-447-1555 to be notified of the private investment offerings my team and I put out. And last, don't forget to check out all the amazing products and resources that we offer to our Millionaire Mindcast family at MillionaireMindcast.com. Whether that's one-on-one coaching with me, mastermind events, calculators, the Rich Life Planner for those looking to take their goal setting and productivity to the next level. We've got all kinds of great and valuable tools available at MillionaireMindcast.com. With that being said, that's all for this week. Until next week's episode, keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your March 2 million and beyond. Cheers, my friends.